chronic renal failure. The doctors told my cousin Larry, hooked up to a dialysis machine for more than four years, but deteriorating rapidly. Your only hope is a kidney transplant. So I, among several other relatives, was asked to give samples to see if a compatible donor could be found. I readily agreed without thinking about the consequences. It came as a shock to learn that I was the perfect match. The call came from the hospital in the middle of my four-year-old daughter's birthday party. My wife, eight months pregnant with her second child, threw me a wary look when I hung up the phone. She caught the nuances of the muted conversation, my careful responses. I hadn't wanted to spoil the party for her sake or my daughter's. What is it, she asked. Not now, I looked pointedly at our child and the birthday cake. This is really big, Ronnie, she said, distressed. And our daughter fell asleep later that evening, and we withdrew to the kitchen talk. to talk. Can we think about this for a little bit? He doesn't have much time, Deborah. I told the doctors I would give them an answer tomorrow. Tomorrow, she shrieked furiously. What do you think? The kidney is an extra tire? What happens when you need a spare? Will someone be around to give you one? Deborah, this isn't easy for me. Believe me, I'm absolutely terrified. And I'm torn and ambivalent. If I'm really honest with myself, I have to admit, I'd have been vastly relieved to find out that I wasn't a match. But the fact is that I am. Ronnie, Deborah said firmly. This is a major surgery with serious risk involved. I forbid you to go through with it. Larry's like a brother to me, Deb. It's not something I want to do. It's something I have to do. What's my life worth if I deny Larry the right to live? Ronnie, this is a major decision. It involves all of us, all of your family. You have a responsibility to us. Deborah. I have to sleep on this. I don't want you to do this, Ronnie. I just can't allow you to take the risk. And she stormed out of the room, her eyes ice cold, set in determination. Part of me longed to give in to her demand and exceed. I could blame it on her. So sorry, Larry, but as you know, Deborah's about to give birth and she just won't allow me to. I envisioned myself saying, another part of me repudiated that scenario, ashamed. That night, I tossed and turned in bed in restless slumber, agonizing over what to do. And then I had a dream. In the dream, I was visiting Larry at the hospital. I walked in, arranging a cheerful face prior to my entry, and called out in an insincere, hearty manner, Hey, buddy, how's life? This is not life, Larry answered bitterly. I can't eat food. I'm barely allowed to drink. Hooked up to the machine for hours. And when the hellish procedure is over, I feel worse than ever. But Larry, at least this procedure lets you move and you're free. Yeah, free. Free to go to dialysis and from dialysis. He motioned towards the wires looking up to the machine. I'm 28 years old and I've got an umbilical cord that's like a ball and chain. Larry, what can I do? I can't go on like this anymore. Help me. Please, he cried. And I woke up in a cold sweat. And I resolved, despite my wife's anger and my own misgivings, to give my kidney. As I was wheeled into the operating room, the doctor at my side murmured encouragement. You're in good hands, Ronnie, he said. 
You made a decision you can live with. The next morning, I woke up groggy, and I saw a doctor hovering near my side. Good morning, Ronnie, he said cheerfully. How are you feeling? Aside from the normal post-operative discomfort, he asked. Doc, I groaned. I don't know what normal is, but I'm in a lot of pain. Yes, well, he hesitated for a second. I must tell you something we were not prepared for occurred during the operation. What happened to Larry? He's still on dialysis, but don't worry. We have another match all lined up for him. I stared, confused. Ronnie, I doubt that you've ever heard of a renal cell carcinoma. I shook my head. No. It's an incurable form of cancer, virtually always fatal. Are you saying that Larry has? No, Ronnie. He was spared. And so were you. Your ultrasound indicated two healthy kidneys, Ronnie. Either one of them would have saved your cousin. And it was arbitrary, or so we thought, which one we chose to remove. Little did we know that our hands were being guided to the correct one. As Ronnie, once we removed your left kidney, the naked eye was able to see what the ultrasound had failed to show. On the left kidney cortex was a tiny nodule, a nodule of renal cell carcinoma. You not chosen to donate your kidney to your cousin? You could have easily been dead within a year. And had the kidney not been inspected, as thoroughly as it was, Larry, it would, Larry would have been dead from your cancer. Ronnie, your intentions were indeed very noble. You thought you were saving your cousin's life. But as it turns out, my friend, it was Larry who saved yours. The universe repays kindness, not measure for measure, but with infinite generosity and grace. May we be zolche, may we merit to feel like every time we do kindness for another, we truly are the one receiving the kindness. Sometimes we'll see it in this world and sometimes we'll have to wait till the next. We always get much more than we give. Have a great day.